Welcome to Know Yourself. This is Matteo Galatis. I want to take a moment and recap what we've covered in the last two sessions. What I shared was that you as a human being have feedback mechanisms that are supporting you to guide your life. This feedback system supports you to identify what is true and right for you and also supports you in times that you need to survive. Your entire body, your physical body, your emotions and your thoughts give you feedback to support you to go in the right direction for your life and make true decisions. Your physical body has a nervous system and the nervous system has two sides to it, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. The sympathetic is what I call the positive side. It brings you up. The parasympathetic is what I call the negative side. It brings you down. It supports you to rest and digest and recover and recuperate. And we need both sides. And this is the important distinction that I made that when it comes to living life and understanding our emotions and our thoughts, we need to understand that both sides are necessary, both positive and negative sides of the physical body, whether it's the nervous system or anything else, and both positive and negative emotions and both positive and negative thoughts. When it comes to emotions, a lot of times we believe we need to push away negative emotions and only embrace positive emotions. And what I shared is that a consequence of that is we disconnect from the emotions that are giving us feedback. So it's important to include all emotions and to understand that all emotions are necessary. And when we do include all emotions, then we start to have access to those emotions as feedback, as a guidance. Today, I would like to explore thoughts in the context of feedback mechanisms and to understand how our thoughts give us feedback. Now, thoughts are quite a big topic, and I'm going to spend some time in the next episode to expand on thoughts, to understand exactly where do thoughts come from and how do we get the thoughts that we get, because I believe it will help the distinction to know when are we actually getting feedback from our thoughts and when are we just getting random thoughts or everyday thoughts. But right now, I'd like to keep the focus to understanding thoughts as a feedback mechanism. In order to best illustrate this, I'd like to share a client case study with you. I had a client come to me and he was in a huff. He was upset. He was anxious. He was stressed. He was emotional. He was charged. He was angry. A lot of emotions going on. And he said to me that his employer had just let him go. They've given him basically two months and uh, luckily he got two months and it was an instant, so he still had um, a, an income support, but they basically given him two months and he had to leave. And he was upset about this and he was pointing fingers and blaming and uh, all of that kind of stuff that we tend to do when we get let go. And I asked him, okay, first step that we took is let's diffuse the emotional charge that he was having. So I asked him some questions and I just supported him to connect to his feelings and to acknowledge his feelings. One of the first steps that I almost do with anyone is to simply acknowledge right now in the here and now, what are the feelings so we can start to identify them, acknowledge them, give them all a place, identify them. And from there, his energy calmed. 
he started being a little bit more present and then I could engage with him. I could actually have a, a, a real conversation to see what is really going on here without the emotional charge. So then I asked him to dig a little bit deeper and asked him how he felt. And he said, actually, I feel sad. I'm disappointed. I feel like I let them down. These guys took me on. They hired me. They had expectations of me. And I actually didn't deliver. I let them down. And this was a great step for him because it was the step of personal responsibility. Him accepting responsibility for his situation. Not blaming, not judging, not pointing figures to what happened, but literally turning the mirror on himself and saying, I caused this. I was responsible. And I said, great, this is a great step. I asked him to look back a few months, two or three months before this event happened. And I asked him, what was he thinking? What thoughts was he having about this job, about this position? And he said to me that I don't want to be in a operational position. I never did. I took this position because they asked me to. What I really wanted was to be in more of a strategic position, more of a overview position. Uh, he, he was looking for a different position, something more aligned to his capabilities. And essentially, this position wasn't a match. And his thoughts were, I don't want to do this job. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be in this position. So his mind was already telling him what he wanted and what he didn't want a few months before he got fired. And this is a very important point. Our, his thoughts was giving him the feedback already. He didn't want to continue with that position. And I asked him, why did he stay? And the truth of it was he stayed for security. He stayed because the, he got paid. He didn't really want to do that position, but because it paid him well and it gave him a certain level of security and certainty for his life, he stayed. But his truth, his own mind, his own thoughts were telling him, this role is not right for you. And it showed up in his performance level. He took a role that he didn't want to do and he had to motivate himself. He had to push himself. He had to uh, wake up in the morning and, and really motivate himself to actually get and do the work. And he wasn't performing. He wasn't giving results. This was a consequence of him taking on the wrong role for his life, the wrong role for his uh, capabilities and strengths. And many of us do this at different times in our life, but I believe we're able to at least become aware of it and then we can make conscious choices of whether to deliver on that role or find a different role. So his thoughts were giving him feedback saying that he didn't want to do this role. He, it was a role he didn't want to take on. And his performance was also giving him feedback saying, this is not what I want to do. But he stayed for security. The moment he realized this, he had a, an eye-opening moment and he said, you know what, this is right. This is not what I wanted to do. So then he could walk away from the job without the blaming, without the disappointment, without this emotional charge and without having to go back and get them for uh, having broken the relationship and broken the contract or anything like that. But to really go there and resolve the relationship in peace and harmony and not having to enter a conflict. The point I'm trying to make is that your mind, your thoughts are giving you feedback 
And the lack of motivation that you have to fulfill on a role or to do something is giving you feedback, perhaps saying this is not a priority for you. This is not important. This is not valuable. This is not you. This is not true for you. This is not what you really want to do. It's feedback. And a lot of times what we try to do is drink coffee or an energy drink or take supplements or some kind of energy boosters or focus um, supplements or something like that to give us the energy to fulfill on things that we actually don't really want to do. And your own mind is telling you which direction you want to go. Now, it's difficult for a lot of people because they've committed themselves to jobs and roles and relationships and all of that that gives them a level of certainty and security. And it's difficult to walk away from that. So it's not an easy thing to walk away from. But at the very least, it would be wise to start to guide your life by your own feedback mechanisms and understand that your thoughts are telling you what to do, are telling you what is true and right for you. If you hear yourself, your own self-talk saying, I can't. I don't know. I'm not. It's probably feedback in your own mind saying, this is not you. And what I'd support you to do, what I'd advise you to do is step away and have a look at what am I doing that I really don't want to be doing, that I don't love doing, that I don't enjoy doing, that I don't find fulfillment in. And see how you can start to let go of that and start to embrace more things that you are capable of doing. If you pay attention to your self-talk and it's saying things like, I am, I can, and I know, then you know that this is the right direction for you because your own self-talk gives you feedback when you're capable of doing something, when something's within your own competencies. I'll share another example with you. A few years back, I was sitting with my sister and she was trying to do some Excel work and uh, she was employed by a company and this was a role she took on and she was doing some Excel work. Now, I'm trained as a chartered accountant and Excel comes pretty naturally to me. It's just something that's part of my competencies. So when it comes to doing working with a spreadsheet or doing numbers or something like that, it's pretty much comes easy to me. For her, her competencies are somewhere else. So taking on a spreadsheet was very, very difficult. Not because she has no brain or intelligence or anything like that, but simply because it's not inside of her natural competencies and she needs to put extra effort to make sense of a spreadsheet. So she was having self-talk saying to herself and to me, I'm useless, I'm not able to do it, I'm stupid, I can't do this, I'm unable, I'm incapable. Really blaming herself. But what was actually going on is that self-talk was saying that this is not your area of competencies. And after a few years, when she shifted her attention to what she loves to do, and she also loves to work with people and offer hypnotherapy work, etc., she is absolutely excellent at that and doesn't have any self-talk when she's engaged in those activities, any of that negative self-talk. She's having the positive, affirming self-talk. So when you find yourself having non-affirming self-talk and you're breaking yourself down and beating yourself down and feeling lack of confidence, that might be an indication that you're not living the life or not doing the tasks that you're born to do, that you're designed to do. 
It's like trying to be a fish that's supposed to be swimming and you think, oh, I should be flying like the eagle because it's, I can see the view better from the top there and the eagle has a better view. That's comparison. It doesn't work. Or the eagle looking down at the sea and saying, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I should fly because it looks cool to swim like that. That's not what an eagle is assigned to do. An eagle is assigned to fly. A fish is designed to swim. And there are two separate beings. Just like some people are designed to do more analytical work and spreadsheets. And other people are designed to do more creative work. So each one of us needs to honor ourselves and honor our own traits. And your thoughts are going to give you feedback in your life telling you what is true and right for you. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I hope that gives you a little bit of clarity to understand how you can use your thoughts to guide your life and use it as feedback. In the next episode, I'm going to speak about thoughts and understanding the different variables of thoughts that affect our lives. If you'd like any information from me, have a look at my website on matthaogalatis.com or find me on any of the social media channels. Thank you so much and take care.